it's a privilege to open the word with you this morning. And, uh, uh, I wanted us to look at uh, the whole area of gratitude this morning. Gratitude is uh, probably better explained as a continuing thankfulness. We say thank you, but then that's almost like a, you receive something and you give back thank you. You acknowledge thankfulness for a short time. Gratitude is much deeper. It's much further. It, it is thankfulness also, but you live with that your life. Gratitude prolongs. It's a prolonged thankfulness. It's a continuing thankfulness. It's an ongoing thankfulness. Uh, it's an attitude of life. Um, why is this important? God is a faithful God and he's constant. Doesn't change. His love is everlasting. He says very clearly, I do not change, O Israel, for your good, you know. And so, for our sake, he doesn't change. His love is consistent. His name itself is I am that I am. I am who I am. Is, is not changed. That doesn't change. He's constant. Constantly the same. Loving, loving, loving. We have verses. Let's just revisit those verses just for our own confirmation and remembrance. Jeremiah chapter 30, chapter 3. No, sorry, Lamentations. Lamentations chapter 3, 22. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning, verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease. Never cease. For his compassions never fail. It doesn't change. It doesn't fail. They're new every morning. This morning, it's new. God's mercy towards us, compassion. His kindness towards us is new this morning. Fresh. He's forgotten all the nonsense of yesterday, the last week, the last month. He's looking at us with the uh, possibilities that he could do in our lives. So why is this important? I'd say lack of thankfulness and ingratitude is all around. That's the way of the world. Children are asking, telling their parents, you're doing what you're supposed to do. The employees are telling the uh, employers, even if you give a Amazing, you've struggled, business has struggled, tough situation, and you've, you've, you've pulled back money from here and there and cut your costs so you could give 
and bless your employees. What do they say? You're just doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, globally, not just here, globally, the younger generation is asking the older generation, telling the generation, I deserve all of this. And you are doing what you're supposed to do, nothing more. In fact, you're actually doing less. That's attitude even in the workplace. Good salary, good situation, constantly. I am being short-handed. And this continues with our relationship with God. You think God has also shortchanged you, that He is actually giving you less. Ingratitude, ungratefulness, thanklessness are all part of this new way, new culture, a new disease which is unseen. This disease is not visible, but it affects life. A new season of ingratitude, ungratefulness, unthankfulness, thanklessness. Saying, I deserve this. The word globally used is entitlement. Entitlement. Go and study that word. It's a very good description of present day. Let me say, brother, I'm not a young man. I'm not an employee. I'm not having this problem. How do I deal with this? I'm saying the culture is teaching the world entitlement. You give money to your employee, surplus money, beyond as a gift. You, see, you know, some, some things happen in their home. They have some need. You give them, say, 10,000 or even 20,000. The response 10 years ago to giving something like that would be very have, would have been very different to the response now. Similar situation then, there would have been so much of gratitude. Now, oh, you could have given more. They give that much, they, they gave that much to that person. They're actually handing out less. That's the season you're living in. Why is this important? See, just as that attitude affects the relationship between the employee and the employer, and with the young, with the parent, it affects affects our relationship with God also. Because all good things are from God. And if we sit there believing with all our heart, I mean, these youngsters are believing with all their heart. That's why they're burning shops and cars and stuff all around the world. The last few years, we have seen so much of violence by the Scratch below the top. It is entitlement. This older generation is shortchanging us. Yes, there are things older generations are not doing well, but it's been true every generation. Every generation didn't go and burn cars and shops and houses. You know, we we have a new season where this poison is being propagated by the enemy. Entitlement.
not grateful to generation, to employers. Everything that we receive, we believe it's our due. Unknown to us, we are becoming the center when we permit this. We say it's all about us. It's all about me. We become the center of life, the core of our world. And that's, that's where the world is all about me, me, me. For you and me as a believer, as a child of God, this is a dangerous disease. This needs to be plucked very early. Identify it, ask God to show where this is and take this out. See, it starts with uh, uh, we have a loving God. We know we have for us believers, we believe we have a loving and a kind God. I'm talking about a believer. But without gratitude and thankfulness, there is the element of thing. yes, God is loving, but he could have done this. We add a footnote to the God is loving, God is constant, God is compassionate, God is, I owe God. Un, you know, unreturnable. I could never pay back what he has done for me. But we leave a footnote there saying God could have done this better. This tragedy or that thing in the family or that thing at work, that big loss, he could have avoided me the shame of losing a business. We, we had footnotes. And very soon if we persist that, if we, if we begin to embrace that, then very soon it doesn't leave us there. We go further. We begin to say, he owes me. God owes me. He shortchanged me in the transactions. I didn't get all the returns. There's some of my money there. He owes me. And then remain there. You won't remain there long. You'll go further. He say, he left me alone to fend for myself. And all the things that have happened in my life, it's because of my work and my shrewdness, my expertise. I did it. I did it. Bitter, angry, separated from God. See, it starts with a loving God, but with a footnote. He could have done this better. Then God who owes me, shortchanged me. He left me alone. And then further, angry, bitter, distant from God. This is the danger of the believer, believer's journey. See, how this hurts us, how this hurts us. Actually, I was, as I was doing a little bit of study on this, uh, I also found, uh, I'm saying this as an aside, uh, it's interesting, the word of God is so revealing. Uh, the verse that we have always known as the righteous will live by his faith. Go and do a research on that. Habakkuk 2 verse 4. Habakkuk 2 verse 4. Read the full verse. It actually reveals something more. Yes, it does say about faith. But there is more. Behold, as for the proud one, 
his soul is not right within him. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him. Okay? But the righteous will live by his faithfulness. But the righteous will live by his faithfulness. Ah, you think that faith and faithfulness a little bit more. Many Bibles, it is faithfulness. In some, it says faith. Take that word a little bit more. It also says thankfulness. But the righteous will live by his thankfulness and faithfulness combined. Whereas the proud, behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right within him. Why? Because the proud one is thinking, God has not given me anything. I am where I am because of my ability. I built this house. I built this company. I built this organization. I built myself up. Everything is actually comes back to me. Like Nebuchadnezzar walking on the balcony saying, Oh, the city I built. You and I have the danger of that, my friend. Walking through our office, walking through our farm, our building, our house. Or whatever it is that you are walking over, walking around and looking at what has come forth. And we can say, I did it. This, the, is it is, that's what it says. Behold, as for the proud one, his soul is not right with him, with God. Why is it not right with him? Because he thinks it's he is the center. But the righteous will live by his faithfulness. So the separation comes of proud, pride, you know, in one, and thankfulness and faithfulness. I've received it. I'm not worthy. I've received it. I didn't do anything. I received it. There are people smarter than me, better working than me, more wise than me, but I have it dead on. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. This is God. That is the difference between us and the world. And I want to uh, tell in the time that we have, I want to also remind us how this hurts us. Uh, it's not a static thing. This is a very, uh, very dynamic area. See, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the application of this, the outcome of this continued ungratefulness, see what it does. Be anxious for nothing. That means the ungrateful will be anxious. Because they believe it's about them. They provide it, right? Now when they have another need, they're anxious because they have to provide. So it starts out saying, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. Yes, you have a need, you have a crisis. When you think it is about you, you are the provider. It begins with anxiety, leads us to anxiety. See, one simple principle. The one that is grateful, thankful, will not be anxious. If somebody is anxious, check their gratefulness quotient. Check their thankfulness quotient. And see if it is low. They've not been thanking God enough. 
because they are looking at us as, as me. I did it. And so when a crisis comes, it's a huge crisis because I have to provide for it. I think I'm providing for it. We forget God. We forget the various ways God turned us, led us through, you know, paths unknown to us to provide for us. So that's the first danger. That means for every area of crisis in our lives, then the burden of that, we take it on ourselves. That's a lonely, that is impossible. Impossible to live a life of uh, that kind of a burden. See, when I am ungrateful, I am also unable to use God's goodness in my practical day-to-day -day life. Because I'm writing him out. I've struck him out of my life. Gradually, not suddenly, but over time, I'm telling myself and to God, and God knows the thoughts, that it's I'm, I'm actually on the throne here. You're not able to. Yeah, you're a good God, but practically in my life, in my work, in my calling, whatever it is, actually taking care of myself. That's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. Then when somebody is like that, God permits that. God permits that season. If a child thinks, we let the child struggle a little bit. A child thinks that he or she can do it to herself. We let that try, right? And then hoping the child will come back, knowing that is not possible, that he needs the parents. Same way God also permits us seasons of thinking that we can take care. And then he will stand by and see our things that we trusted fail. Things that we thought will help us, will build us, will secure us, demolished right in front of our eyes. People that we trusted fail. And then we come back to God. We need another encounter with God to return back to Him, to reconnect with Him. I want to talk about the various ways it is dangerous, this, this ungratefulness. See, when I believe God has shortchanged me. I've not received enough from God. I also then begin to think I am in need. I am in need. Because God has shortchanged me. I've not received everything that I need. He's not done his job. I'm in need. And very soon I'm in need becomes I alone am in need. We begin to see everything through false eyes. That they are okay. I'm not okay. And very soon, I'm unable to identify with others in need. I'm not able to give. I can't help. I can't listen to somebody's struggles, somebody's crisis, because I think my crisis is bigger or even biggest. So I'm unavailable. I stop being the channel of God's mercy. God's goodness. That's the plan of God for all of us, as he promised Abraham. 
that you will be a blessing to the nation, that you will be a channel of blessing. I will bless you and you bless others. That whole thing is cut off when you and I are ungrateful because we begin to see them as doing actually better. They don't need help. Or my need is better, greater than their need. When it comes to us, in comparison, we lose so much. We tend to think that others um, suffer less, that we suffer more. See, we, we are unable to give, and very soon it, it, it stagnates, like a stream that was flowing, and then suddenly some branches of uh, something, some, some crud stops it, it begins to accumulate. Very soon, a quiet, clean flowing water becomes accumulated water, a pond. There's a little bit of leakages here and there, but it's holding most of the water. Very soon, the good water becomes not so good. Very soon, not so good becomes uh, almost dirty, and very soon it will become very dirty water. Reason? No outlet. You're only receiving, unable to give. All through history, this is a crisis of human beings. Receiving, unable to give. Much you have been given, much will be expected of you. Given much, expected much, interested much. And then the other danger is discontentment. First danger, is that it becomes filthy, it becomes sewage. Life becomes, our mind becomes one of just continued complaining bitterness. Second is discontentment. We believe we don't have enough, so we go on the acquiring spree. We want, we want, I need, I need. Some of us have lost something. Maybe you lost a business. Maybe you lost out on a deal. Maybe you lost in marriage. Maybe you lost a, a family, but then we are stuck there, unable to move on, unable to see the goodness of God this morning. Many of us are pegged back there 20 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago. Something bad happened. We have not moved on, carrying that, that sense of loss and uh, of anger, all of the emotions that come with that. So you're discontent this morning. Sit and talk to that person. It's something that happened long ago. Others have helped. Others who face similar things have moved on. But very often we see even children of God, God's children, stuck in something that happened to their life. And then the third thing that this does, dangerous, why discontentment? Why ungratefulness is dangerous, I'll tell you. It removes the ability to worship. You're unable to worship God because you, your problem is with God. Unknown to you, the thing has grown so big inside, you're not able to bow your knees. Bend your knees and bow your head. Or worship joyfully, cheerfully. Because you sit there thinking you have been unfairly treated by God. 
And then the fourth area, why the outcome of this is you're unfit to face tomorrow's personal challenges. See, as we read in that verse, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, that, that everything includes every crisis. Every crisis by prayer and supplication, supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. What Paul is saying is, you had problems, but God gave you, rescued you. And now you have more problems. Don't go from anxiety to anxiety. Be thankful. And he's saying, I'm not saying that you have no problems. You have problems. You have crisis. But don't be anxious. Make known your needs to God with thanksgiving. For what? For what you, he has already done. What he has already rescued you from. Rescued you from a, from a debt of 20 lakhs. Now you, after some time, you have a huge crisis. Much bigger. Remember what he has done. Be thankful before him as you are asking for more. Saying, thank you for how you rescued me from there. This is nothing like I have ever seen before. Would you rescue me? So thankful you did this. It changes the color of everything. I mean, just like an employee that you helped out in some wedding matters for the child comes later and asks for something more for the health matter of his wife or child or husband. But if he starts with crisis, your attitude will be different. If he starts with thankfulness, gratitude, how in spite of all family being there, you alone stood with me. I have another crisis. Would you please consider? It changes the whole mathematics of the outcome. And finally, when we are ungrateful, when there is ungratitude, when we are not grateful, when there is thanklessness, when we are not able to thank God, then God leaves us out of the end-time outreach. There is a huge end-time outreach that's going on right now. There is a huge end-time outreach of God, not outreach of organizations. He also uses them, but he, he's so big, he's so awesome, he can bypass any human structure. There's an outreach of God to bring back lost sheep back into the fold. The forgotten, the rejected, the unwanted, the untouched, the unministered to, he is bringing them back into the fold, searching for them, seeking them. He uses his own methods. We know so little. But we think we are, if we don't do it, nobody's done it. What a lie. God is at work far more outside of us, outside of all human efforts, outside of all ministries and churches put together globally. He's at work far more outside than within and through. I'm talking of good people. But 
God is at work much more than any any or all of this put together. And He will bypass, leave behind those who are ungrateful. This attitude of entitlement, may it not seep into your heart, into your home, into your workplace, into your community, into your family. Talk about gratitude. Talk about thankfulness. And when it comes for you to be thankful and grateful, continue to remember and revisit and be thankful. This is what God is looking to us. In this season of ungrateful, uh, global ungratefulness, where the world is demanding everything from God and saying, it's my right. People are demanding it of their bosses, of their nation and rulers. And children of God demanding it from God himself. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you for this morning. Continue to remind us that it is all from you and to be thankful. In Jesus' name.